Welcome and thanks for joining us on today's episode of Discussions with Derek and Susan. You can catch us on all major listening platforms and you can watch Derek and Susan live in the studio on YouTube. Now let's hand it over to Derek and Susan. Welcome to our podcast, Discussions with Derek and Susan. Of course, I'm Derek, and that's Susan. (laughs) We hope you've been blessed by our different podcasts. We would love for you to just share it uh, and and, and hit the like button. Mm -hmm. Uh, Subscribe if you've not done so. Get the word out. We're on all of the different platforms, so it should be easily accessible. If you have any questions or feedback, we'd love to hear from you. You can go to uh, our website at Derek done.org and uh, we're in an episode in this uh, series I should say I'm talking about discipleship it's a four-part series today we're going to get into part three Uh, we talked about what makes a good disciple and today we're going to talk about what makes a good discipler I know we were ready to jump into at the end and I kind of held you back and uh, you had a lot of exciting things to say uh, about it we're very passionate about discipleship and um um, and we've seen the blessing of being a good disciple, and then God has brought us in the place where we're also discipling others and becoming a discipler. Mm-hmm. Um, so what What now, you know, let's switch gears a little bit. We talked about the receiving end and the heart of a disciple. Let's talk about the heart of a discipler and what are the qualities uh, of a good discipler. As we've been discipled and we want to disciple others, what are the qualities that we should have to be more effective in our discipleship? I think the fundamental uh, key for a good discipler is someone who uh, has love for the people he is discipling. Definitely. <laughs> right? And uh, the, the, the genuine care and concern for that person, uh, to want to see the best in that person to achieve uh, his purpose and his destiny. So I think that that is fundamental. Definitely. I mean, the, the motivation must be love. Discipleship is messy. Why would we want to get into the trenches with people, help deal with their nonsense and their issues mm-hmm. and their attitudes and the things like that? The motivation is love. Um, you know, there's many people out there that are trying to, you know, um, collect disciples uh, to make them feel, oh, I have this many disciples or this many spiritual sons and all of this kind of thing to build their ministry. Mm-hmm. But really, um, that's not the heart. Um, the heart is really love. And I think the heart is to be a spiritual parent, a spiritual father, spiritual mother. Not every discipler is that fully, but that's really the heart is to nurture, to pour into others. Um, fruity we've received that we would give to others and help them um, in the kingdom of God. It comes from that love for God of of wanting to be that extension to others, as well as that love for people and, and wanting to help them and develop them and uh uh, hopefully they have someone that can help them along better than we did, <laughs> right. you know, and uh, as we get better, we get more, more mature that we're there. Um, the Bible says, you know, um, I think we quoted this before, and Paul said you have many instructors or many teachers, but not many fathers. Mm-hmm. And so I think that really illustrates, you know, we use that kind of synonymously sometimes is is being that um, spiritual father or or that, that spiritual parent to someone to help them. Um, to, to grow. And so being a, a, a discipler is someone that you're going to take ownership to help that person in their growth, be committed to them and, and help to work through um, things in their life and their character to have the patience to do that. It comes from that motivation of love. Yeah. And also uh, the discipler must be someone who is committed to the process committed to the process of achieving the purpose that God has for that person. Yeah. So it is not what what are your purpose, you know. 
uh, we do not train up a person to fulfill your purpose. Yeah. We train up a person because what is God's purpose for him in his life. Uh, and sometimes, we, you know, our purpose coincide, you know, and we can come along. But the most important thing is uh, to uh, find out what is God's purpose for that person, right? Yeah, and exactly. to know that person. Yeah. So we're not we're not creating clones, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mini Susans or mini Derek's, and we just want to you know get people that are exactly like us. That's my disciple. But it's seeing the God given potential, the distinctive that's there in them, and helping to nurture that and helping to train that. Yeah. So when I talk about purpose, it's really God's purpose. His purpose is to establish the kingdom. His purpose is to raise up sons and daughters anointed with uh, the power of God uh, to be able to be movers and shakers, to be able to be used mightily in their generation. So that is the purpose. And why do we want to spend time and is you know and uh, the heartache of uh, pouring ourselves on on people's lives is because we know that if we can do that and people rise up and fully walk the face of this earth, carrying the presence, the power, and the glory of God, then we can together collectively manifest the kingdom of God and usher in a time of revival for the rest of the world. Love it. It's, so it's it's being seeing the fruitfulness in the kingdom of God, um, seeing multiplication in the kingdom of God, and that happens through God's ordained process you know, of discipleship. So mm-hmm. a good discipler has a kingdom focus. A good discipler has a love for people, the heart of a father. It's not about um, just getting slaves or servants or doing to serve ministry. In, their, mm. in their ministry or in their vision. It's about uh, seeing God's fullness mm. developed and God's purpose um, in that person. I think, right. uh, you know, as we talk about a good discipler, it also has to be someone who's under authority. You know, I mentioned this principle a few times because mm. if we're not discipled, if we don't have anyone we're accountable to, how can we then be account? You know, get uh, expect someone else to be accountable to us, and mm-hmm. so everything um, flows down. Um, we 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 they imitate and they follow us as we're following Christ or we're following someone else. So I think um, that's important. Is for us as a good discipler, we need to be under someone else that we're growing mm-hmm. and we're learning. Mm-hmm. And uh, God is a is a transgenerational God. You know, He's a God right. of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob had Isaac and Isaac had Abraham. And there mm-hmm. were, there was people that, you know, that were there fathering and helping and, and causing that faith to pour down into them. And so we need to have people over us too. If we have, it's hard to be a father if you're an orphan. It's hard to right. raise up a son if we have that orphan mindset also. And so it's important for us, I think, as a good discipler to be under authority, have people that are also speaking into our lives so that mm-hmm. we can then speak into the lives of others. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and uh, we mentioned in our last episode about the disciple being humble. I think the discipler also must uh, have a humble heart, humility, you know, humility. Yeah, uh, yeah because, you know, pride uh, causes us to resist others and for others to resist us. So I think as a discipler, we need to humble ourselves and um, to also be able to... Um, yeah, to, to know that is, you know, when our disciples are not following our instructions, uh, that we don't rise up and, uh, you know, get offended or uh, feel hurt or question ourselves and all that. So we must uh, be able to have that forbearance. We must have that grace and that humility as a more mature person uh, to learn how to um, 
how to deal with the situation and how to uh, have grace for people as they go through uh, different seasons. I see a wind blowing on the nations of the earth, stirring the hearts of men and bringing refreshing. As it continues to blow, it gains momentum and becomes an unstoppable torrent that sets things in order in the earth. The sleeping giant is awakening through the power of the Holy Spirit. A people, the church, activated in the gifts and demonstration of the Spirit. Altars are filled with repentant hearts longing for a move of God. I see a great awakening has begun. You may have, uh, you know, you may have all these disciples, but not all of them are at the right, uh, at, at the, the same season. And they don't all have the same maturity. So you need to make sure that you are, uh, you, you focus on them individually, you yeah. know, and you know them where they are at and you have a plan to get to where you need them to go uh, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, so I think that's really security. You know, as a discipler, you have to be secure um, and and confident in the process, confident in God's call, um, in the relationship to disciple mm -hmm. someone, and not looking at the results. Because sometimes, I mean, even in, in in parenting, sometimes we have children that are out getting a testimony. We have children that don't respond correctly, um, but we don't say, "Forget this, I'm quitting. I'm not going to be a parent anymore." Mm -hmm. You know, we're we're yeah. committed to the process. We're committed to. Um, the seeds that are sown, we're committed to the heart, um, even when people don't get it right. And so being secure in that and not um, not um, just writing someone off because they didn't respond correctly. Um, you know, of course, if there's gross rebellion and they're not wanting to be discipled, then why would you try to disciple someone who's mm -hmm. not? We talked about the role, the, the heart of a disciple, a good disciple, but as a discipler, not being um, frustrated or amused. Our, our disciples are going to let us down sometimes. They're not going to get it sometimes. I mean, even Jesus got frustrated and he pulled his hair. Yeah. And he's like, how long must I be with you? You know, and so uh, I don't know when he pulled his hair, but there was some frustration that was there, but not not letting that frustration abort the process. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, the role of the discipler is we need to make sure there's uh, food on the table you know, for people to eat. And it has to be a balanced, well-balanced diet, right? Yeah. And uh, we may not be able to provide everything. And, you know, no one single person can provide everything we need. Uh, so as a main discipler, then we need to also make sure that if we cannot provide certain kind of food that our disciple needs, then we can always uh, partner with someone, yeah. include other people through the discipleship process, yeah. right? It, 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 um, it need not necessarily be you are the only one, yeah. right? So I think that uh, if our role as a discipler is to ensure that that, that person achieve her highest potential, remove all stumbling block and, re and attain her destiny, then uh, we need to be secure, like you said, and um, make sure that we you know, guide them in the right uh, direction yeah. and uh, provide for them. And if not, you know, invite others to come in and help that person uh, to go where yeah. 
And, and just to piggyback on that, I mean, um, we use the word discipleship, but um, a discipler has the heart. There's, there's got to be chemistry. Um, why do we have disciples? Because we feel the connection with the person and, and there's a call to help them to grow and there's a relationship and there's proximity and all of those things are there. But, you know, like you said, we don't have everything for every person. Um, but what do we do as a discipler? We can also connect them. I think a discipler is also someone who can connect them. They have the resources to connect. And someone may come in and they don't become their discipler, but they can mentor them. Mm-hmm. And so um, mentoring is is not as strong as a relationship as a discipleship relationship. But, you know, we talk about mentoring in the world and all of that. And, and But we can be right. mentored in skill. We can be mentored in business. We can be mentored um, in things that, um, that, that maybe our discipler doesn't have but they're mm-hmm. able to connect us to someone who can mentor them. But it's not like we have to have five spiritual fathers and, you know, five disciples. No, it gets confusing. But um, we have that person who's fulfilling that role in this connection, but they're connecting us to other people that will help mentor us and equip us in our destiny. That's why I say main men, uh, disciple. Main disciple, yeah. There must be one that you uh, anchor yourself, yeah. right? And then there are others on the side which will help provide a full meal, yeah. a full diet, right? Yeah. So, but we cannot have so many uh, disciples, main disciples, and then <laughs> you know voices. we get we get confused. Yeah. So most of the time, our main disciple uh, should be uh, our senior uh, pastor. You know, uh, if in a church, a senior pastor should be the main leader, right? And then we have other leaders that follow the same vision, the same principle, and the same values. And then we receive from all these leaders, but it eventually has to be uh, aligned. Yeah, right. and and I think it depends on the side of the organization. Things. I mean, the pastor can't be the main discipler for a thousand people. Of course. Um, But, you know, depending on the structure, but he's the voice, he's the equipper, and he's got people he's discipled, and then they're discipling. And so... I understand what you're saying. Exactly. It's flowing down from the senior leadership, the Mm -hmm. DNA, the heart, the spirit, even though they may not have direct access to that one person all the time. Mm -hmm. And so that's where, you know, a discipler, I'd say what makes a good disciple, you're secure. Mm -hmm. You're happy for other people to be involved. You're not territorial. Um, You're not controlling, um, thinking that you're the Holy Spirit. You're the only voice in people. And I think um, a good discipler, um, creates an environment where people are free to come and they're free to go. <laughs> right. And a disciple is one who is generous, you know. Yeah. We're not holding things for ourselves. We're not just, you know, um, we're, we're not holding. We're generous with whatever we know. The Bible says freely, we receive freely, we give. So a disciple is one who is generous, mm. who wants to see uh, that person receiving all that he or she has overcome, uh, that has received, that has inherited I want to give it all to you and and whatever you receive from me together with what God has given to you, that you become greater. That is the heart of a disciple and that's the heart of Jesus Christ. He said that I've gone to be with the Father uh, so that you can receive the Holy Spirit and you can do greater works. Can you imagine doing greater works than Jesus Christ? But that is his very heart. He said that if I've done everything to die on the cross for you, everything that is mine is now given to you together with the Holy Spirit, you must and you should do greater work. So that's the heart of a disciple is a, a person who is generous, who just want to see the best in the person that he is pouring his heart into. Yeah, I love it. And that's the heart of a parent really is that we want our kids to, you know, take off on our shoulders and go even farther. And mm-hmm. we take what God's given us and we give to them and they go even further. 
That's the heart of Jesus. That's the heart of, of a good discipler. That's the value of the kingdom of God. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you have it. What makes a good discipler? We talk about what makes a good disciple and uh, what is really discipleship all about. We're going to have our final episode upcoming, and we're going to talk about how do you find your discipler. Maybe you're out there and you're saying, oh, I want to be a good <laughs> disciple. I want to find a discipler, but there's no one there. What do you look for? How do you find your discipler? It's going to be exciting. We hope you've been blessed by this podcast, Discussions with Derek and Susan on the subject of discipleship. Hit the share button. Let someone know about it so they can be blessed too. If you're not subscribed, subscribe to us. we got a lot of other great materials out there. More podcasts coming your way and more videos and trainings. It's going to be great. We're here to help and equip you. If you're not a ministry partner yet, we'd love for you to partner together with us so we can do more materials and impact the nations with the supernatural power of God, activate people and their gifts and callings. You can go to DerekDunn.org and more information is there. We hope you have a blessed week. We'll see you next week as we wrap up the episode on discipleship. 